Hello and welcome to the first April podcast of 2012. <laughs> why, can, why can you never do this? I ta- I've got a phobia about it. From Big Finish. I'm a voice artist and I can't speak. <laughs> yes, can we, can we have that put on business cards for yes. you? <laughs> Speaking quite difficult. Uh, and that was uh, the person being quite rude to me, as always, was Paul Sprague. Hello, Paul. Hello. There's no sign of David Richardson. Where is he? He's on holiday. Oh, yes. It's quite shocking, isn't You'd it? You never guess, though, the number of emails you get from him. No, it's extraordinary. I don't think he knows how to clock off, does he? Thank I said, goodness. I said clock I said. off. <laughs> Just to- just in case you weren't sure. Steady. <laughs> so I'm actually going on holiday on Tuesday. Yes, I'm quite surprised you're even here now, to be perfectly honest. I know, well, you see, I <laughs> went off to Cardiff, didn't I, to do some filming, which I can now say, since it's out there, that the Daleks are back. Ooh. And Stephen Moffat has even been tweeting all sorts of naughty pictures of uh, of Daleks, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> And I have seen some of those Daleks, well, indeed all of them, in the flesh, in the, in the, what are Daleks made of? Dalekinium, no. Uh, Bonded fib- polycarbide, in, I believe, fib- isn't it? In the fibreglass and wood, <laughs> I've seen them all, and I've been having a great time. I'd just like to say, in a sort of slightly starry way, that I just think Matt Smith's a lovely man. Oh. Yeah. And Karen you and Arthur aren't that. <laughs> I got them to do a little video for my son, Ben, uh, and his head imploded, his brain imploded. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't take it. He couldn't take the fact that he was seeing a video with me. There's so many people bashing doors around here. Uh, with me next to Doctor Who and Doctor Who telling him that he was the Doctor because that's what Matt said. You're the Doctor, Ben, because Ben always claims he is the Doctor. Anyway. It's lucky they weren't in the same room, really, because imagine the trouble that would have caused well, if they touched <laughs> it was bad enough when he met David Tennant he couldn't look at him he put his hand over his eyes yeah, it's alright for some isn't it two and a half years old and he's got two doctors under his I belt know, already I know uh, well, he's yeah. met Colin Baker and Tom Baker and Paul McGann what I know he won't remember any of course any of it of course anyway, almost more doctors than I've met love of my showbiz life because you're all probably feeling a little bilious by now um what should we deal with first? We should deal with the winner of last month's competition. It's my favourite music running in the background now. I thought it was my favourite music. Well, I just follow Our you. favourite music. You're, you're a trendsetter <laughs> for me, Paul. <laughs> so the winner of the competition, well, the competition was to win five Blake 7 box sets with some additional prizes of signed Doctor Who scripts from the Tom Baker recording. So tell us, Paul, who won... Well, first of all, we should probably say what the answer is because we, oh, we've I knew forgotten. I was missing something. We've forgotten to do that in the past, and inevitably are about to do it again. Yeah. What was the question? It was something about there was a monster in the Blake Seven episode Rescue. Yes. There was a monster in it that was a resprayed Doctor Who monster. Oh yes. And uh, dear David Richardson asked, "What monster was it?" And the answer was, "A sea devil." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Ah, oh, thank you. Mm, yes. Does your ability come back? Yes, I can only speak when I'm doing a funny voice. Right, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I dread to think what your normal voice is like then. <laughs> right, so, um, so uh, okay, so the answer was Sea Devil. Yes. And uh, the winners were, I suppose, in no particular order because they're all going to win a script and a box set. Yes, these but, were randomly uh, selected. But yes, first out of the uh, unit beret that I was modelling the other the other week um, was Andrew Peel. He's uh, he's in Enfield in Middlesex. Uh, then uh, and Paul- he wins. Oh, you've said that, haven't you? Yeah. Sorry. I, was, I suddenly paid attention. Well, you can say which script he's read. Oh, well, he's, he's, win, he's going to he's win. I, I may just put them into envelopes randomly. For no, don't do that. Make <laughs> sure he wins Valley of, the Valley of Death. Right, OK. Um, Paul Stevenson, who's up in Cumbernauld in Glasgow, and he uh, he's going to win Death. Valley of Death as well. Yep. Right, OK. Uh, then Neil Ottenstein, or Ottenstein, who lives in Bowie, M.D., I didn't realise that. I didn't realise David Bowie had got a doctorate, but apparently, apparently he's living inside him at this very minute. So that's good. <laughs> and he's going to win a foe from the future. Yeah, that's it. Pick, signed by the entire cast. Pick the heaviest one to go to America. Why don't you? <laughs> oh well, you know we can't make decisions based on cheap postage. I'll be talking about postage later, by the way. <laughs> oh, so there's that to look forward to. Mm. Brilliant. Um, then we've also got Noah Sudret, who's in Cincinnati in Ohio. Now, when he's winning Foe from the Future as well. Oh, OK. And then, uh, finally, Nathan Moore, who's in Nottingham. Ah, and he's winning Destination Nerva. Is that why you did almost Tom Baker's voice? Just <laughs> Ah, <laughs> yes, quite naturally. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. yes, there you go. That's that competition sorted. Next... Next, uh, there will be a new competition coming up after this. I have some news about the website. Um, There have been some unforeseen issues with the updating and improvement of certain payment and PayPal functionality. Uh, This has suddenly become apparent at the last minute, but... uh, Ed Yarnold and Richard Dinnick are working right through their Easter weekend to solve this. So we still have our fingers crossed that the launch on the night of the 11th of April will still take place. Keep a keen eye on our website, news items, Facebook and Twitter for further updates. I'm sorry if it does get delayed. We, I Just before I we started recording this, I spoke to Richard Dinnick on the phone and he reckons that we can still make it happen on time but there are all sorts of last minute things to sort out so huge apologies if it does get delayed but we're hoping it won't if it does get delayed it's not going to be delayed for a long time it will just be delayed i don't know a matter of days or a week or something like that but uh, anyway so that's the sort of not so good news there apologies about that right let's have some listeners emails uh, well, we did get a nice email just just before we started recording from uh, James R. Curry. Oh, yeah. Who uh, said, uh, I moved to email. I really am. I really do feel like all the criticism in the website thread was read, digested and acted upon. The new range page looks fantastic. The filters are brilliant, especially for new listeners. That was nice. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be similarly enthused when the actual finished product appears. So That's, that's nice, yeah. yes. Do you want some other ones? Sorry about my sniffing. I've got a bit of a cold. Is it a cold or is it hay fever? Because I've got hay fever. No, I think it's a cold because I had a terrible sore throat. When I was doing the Dalek voices on set this week, you know, I was fighting, uh, you know, I had to... 
in between the recordings, I was literally not speaking at all and doing lots of gargling and stuff because I had a slight throat infection. So I'm a little bit husky today. Um, but I'm going back in a couple of weeks to do some, some more. So hopefully I will have fully recovered by then. But it's sort of, if there's one voice that benefits from having a bit of a sore throat, it's, it's a Dalek. <laughs> so everything was fine. They, they're sounding great, I think. Excellent. Um, Alexander Gibbons yes. says, Hi, Nick, Paul and David. I thought you would like to know that there is a device that you can plug into the plug of a fridge. It makes the fridge completely silent. Hope that helps. Really? What do you mean there is a device? We want the name of it and the website where we can buy it. Well, yes, exactly. It's, it's not... Really? It's interesting, isn't it? It has just gone quiet. It was quite noisy just before we started recording. Because <laughs> we just scared it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that device. <laughs> oh, no, please, no. That could be a new comedy item in this podcast that people can write in and complain about. Speaking of uh, new items that we were trying to introduce to the podcast, I was hoping that we'd get more Take a Break style tips. Yeah. We've only had one. And what was that? We've had uh, Gareth Suds, who uh, who I, th- I think may have um, written in before on, on an occasion or two. Uh, indeed, he says, thanks for reading out my Jupiter conjunction question on the last podcast. There you are, oh, I should have read yeah, that yeah. first. Yeah. Um, he says, top tip of the week, foggy headlights, big squirt of toothpaste on a dry cloth, plus elbow grease. Rinse with lots of water and wipe dry with a clean cloth. Works like a charm. It's <laughs> good, isn't it? That's what I want. I want more of those. Write that down. <laughs> I somehow imagine him smearing the toothpaste on his elbow. And I thought, what a good did you? Do? Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Did you? But I got confused. <sighs> Just going to staple my head. Do you know what I've been sitting here, sitting here doing? What? I've been, doing, I've been listening to bits of this. That sounds like Stargate. We have them. That was my next item. Well, we'll have a proper clip from Stargate, edited in and everything That's later. It's nice, isn't it? It's very good. just been listening to, to edits of the first, When's that first coming out? couple of uh, episodes. It's out in May. May. Oh, it's only a month away. I've, I've got some covers as well. The mm. covers are done, but unfortunately I'm still waiting for MGM's legal department to give them the nod of approval. Oh, wow. Otherwise they would be out. <laughs> oh, well, we look forward to that. I've seen them, actually, and they look really good. Let's have another email. Do you, do you not want to uh, put in uh, a, a nice clip at this point of, of something nice that's out in April, or do you want to do the emails first? I was going to... Oh, all right, let's do something about... <laughs> what, what, what else? What's out in April in the Doctor Who main range? Well, there's the Emerald Tiger. <sighs> you can talk about the Emerald... Why are you doing a pirate impression for the Emerald that's Tiger? my tiger impersonation. Was it? Yes, it was, <laughs> yes. Um, the Emerald Tiger... Well, it's a Barnaby Edwards extravaganza with a, the massive coast, co-star, guest star of Benedict Briggs. <laughs> My son appears in it. I thought you were going to say Benedict Cumberbatch for no, a lovely minute. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so he's in it, and it's very good. Well, it's, it's, it's Barney's epic, isn't it? Yes. Is, is how he's been uh, pitching it. And You'll indeed... learn a lot when you listen to it, I'm telling you. Have you just sent an email by any chance? Um, well, not intentionally. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a bit strange, isn't it? Anyway, yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Barney's boy's own adventure, isn't it, I believe? Uh, yes. Set, set in India. In, I don't know when it's set. When is it set? The 19 wens? <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm desperately Nin- trying to... 1926, it's I'm desperately in. trying to find it with our search engine on our site, but uh, that's ah. that's a vain hope, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that won't be a problem for much longer. Exactly. Hey! When the new site comes in, it's really good. Anyway, yeah, set in India in 1926, and with the, the fifth Doctor back for another series with uh, his... Uh, his three companion TARDIS team of Tegan, Nyssa and Turlo. That's right. Well, should we have a clip from it? Oh, go on. Is this going to be a clip of your son? No. I won't spoil it. You took your time. I may never be able to use this shoulder again. Should have used your feet like I told you. Mind you, it was a pretty stubborn padlock. I'll give you that. Still lock tight. I don't believe it. Made in New South Wales. That explains it. Stubbornness is one of Australia's greatest exports. That's funny. Thank you. Not you. I meant the padlock. It was on the outside of the door. Surely if you wanted to prevent thieves breaking into your baggage car, you'd lock the door from the inside. Unless you wanted to prevent something from breaking out. A 1908 Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost. They certainly knew how to build these things. Listen to that. Perfection! Listen to what? It's barely making a noise. Precisely. That's why it is called a Silver Ghost. It glides along silently, and before you know it, it's gone. Shouldn't we be gone too? Of course. Now... Oops. Perhaps the professor should drive. Alas, I cannot, Miss Nissa. Kimball was my chauffeur as well as my assistant. I much prefer to sit here in the back. Besides, I'm an excellent driver. There we are. I also guest stars Sherry Lungi and Sam Dasta. Very good actors. And Vincent Ebrahim from uh, The Kumars at number 42. Oh, Mm. Yeah, see, it's got a got a great cast, uh, Emerald Tiger. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. It's a shame there isn't space for all of them on the cover, but unfortunately, there are too many stars. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, that's Barnaby Edwards' quality casting yeah. and fantastic music and sound design by Howard Carter. Brilliant. Right, uh, let's have another email then. Okay. Um, Lee Rose says, basically, a huge thank you for the Eighth Doctor sale. I picked up every season, even though I already own some CDs. See, that's dedication for you. That is, isn't it? It made sense due to the low cost of the bundles. This is the first time I've heard most of the series, and I've been enjoying it greatly. It's been an odd journey from ordering to getting the discs. I received Series 2 a few days after ordering, but not Series 1 until a while later. Strange, but it did make it clear how great it is that you also give CD purchases a free download so I could still get started right away and enjoy them in order. I also got the Great Museum Peace Short Trips download for free when I purchased a complete series bundle. This is a subscriber bonus I don't think was mentioned in any publicity for the sale. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Shout it from the rooftops. Yay! It's almost like we paid them to say that. (laughs) Oh yes, the the CDs went out in a bit of a wonky order because some of them had to be repressed, didn't they? So that held up uh, some orders. But hopefully everything is with the people who ordered it Yes, there was a bit of a mess up, wasn't there? Well, not really a mess up. It's just... uh, our stocks were were vanishing quicker than we expected. Yes, yes, <laughs> I suppose that. Which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Thank you, all of you who participated in that sale. And uh, yes, the museum piece thing I think was was 
almost a mistake, wasn't it? Because I think it's designed to appear in people's accounts if they buy a certain story. And obviously one of those stories was one of the Paul McGann, so it just appeared when people ordered one of the subscriptions. I see. It was, in fact, designed just to be a freebie for subscribers. Yeah. It must have just been tagged to a particular release. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. It took... Yeah, good well, there you go. Nice special bonus for people. That's yeah. good. That was yes. What a lovely surprise. Completely unplanned. <laughs> Completely unplanned. Let's just admit what a bunch of idiots we are. <laughs> <laughs> I have discovered that uh, how how vital it is to uh, have avoided spoilers for the Eighth Doctor Adventures because mm. uh, my my friend Ian Atkins also bought uh, bought all of the Eighth Doctor things from the sale and has been sort of sending me his, his thoughts and his reviews on them as he goes mm. and keeps going, oh, if only I hadn't known this going in, you know, this would have been a big surprise here in Series 4 and things like that. And I was going, well, you know, you should have bought them at the time, shouldn't you? You yeah. got yourself to blame. <laughs> he said sympathetically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, the, the less you know, the better it is to some extent. I know? suppose I, so. I think the more spoilers you can avoid about it, the better. Yeah, I mean, still, though, you know, a lot of the fun is in the telling of the story as opposed to... Oh, yeah, know. absolutely. Uh, I but confidently but predict partic- that you... Particularly that, that fourth season, the amount of work that we did trying to keep all the little twists and turns yeah, quiet. there, fake are, covers and stuff. And, and yeah. there's, there's still a lot that, that aren't that widely known or, you know, aren't out there or, uh, you know, little things that people don't talk about quite as much as some of the more major spoilers. So there's still a lot of little twists in there yes. that you may not see coming. Yes. Okay, what else is coming out this month? Well, <laughs> Tom Baker in Energy of the Daleks. Well, you better talk about this. This is entirely mm. you, really. This isn't it is. It? Yes, I wrote and directed it. Um, did you play any parts in it? I have. Oh, no, did you play me... the role of the Fourth Doctor? Oh no. Were you Leela? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's cleared yeah, that up in then. my head anyway. Uh, no, so I, I yes, I was the Dalek, so I'm bothering to say that. Just trying to get my glasses off without destroying my headphones. Um, and um, it was the first one we recorded, so it was quite a uh, an occasion, quite an experience. And um, lovely guest star in the form of Mark Benton, uh, really nice cast. And uh, it, you know, my, my intention was to do a more sort of classic uh, old-fashioned Dalek adventure for the fourth Doctor. Sorry, the police are converging on this uh, area of London. (laughs) I don't know what we've done wrong, but I think we're clearly all under arrest. Thank you. Goodbye. It's going under the bridge. No, he's not going to hit the bridge. He's far too... They they did send a letter around the other day saying if there were any objections to the building that's going up next door, maybe the police really, really object to it. (laughs) They've come to shut the whole thing down. That building's under arrest. (laughs) Yes. So, Energy of the Daleks, let's have a clip. Mm. It's coming from somewhere near here. Hey, you. You. What the hell are you doing? Uh, well, this is St. Martin's Lane, isn't it? I thought I might catch a matinee. <gasps> what? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous Jack Coulson who makes speeches to angry crowds when it's raining in Trafalgar Square? Look, the gloves for your guard are right behind me. Yes, I didn't like the look of them. They're arresting anyone they can get their hands on. Although, who gave them the right to make arrests, I've no idea. Well, Globesphere sounds like a very influential company. I imagine the government would give them almost anything they wanted. Well, yeah, probably. Look, you've got to get out of here. You know, I think this energy reading is coming from the National Gallery. 
What energy reading? Isn't that interesting? Well, probably. If I knew what you were talking about, quick, they're coming, come on! Not that way. What? Come with me. Where to? Stage door of Wyndham's. I know Bob the doorman, and he makes a superb cup of tea. Well, come on, man. Don't dilly-dally. Next. I should not be here. I demand to be released. Name. Why should I tell you? Name. Leela. Full. Name. Leela! That is my full name. Now release me. Address. Who? What is the matter with you? You speak and behave as if you are drugged or in a trance. And you are not a blue guard. When I was last in this land of London, it was only the blue guards who could arrest people. By what right do you arrest me? By what right do you arrest any of those people out there? What is that noise? All right, let's have another email. Don't forget, a new competition coming up soon. Uh, Kate Mandelov says, Hi guys, I love your work. Thank you so much for continuing the adventures of the classic Doctors, especially the Eighth Doctor as he was my first. I can't sum up in words how happy I am that his adventures continue with Paul McGann. I recently attended Oz Comic Con in my hometown of Adelaide. After talking with fellow Doctor Who fans, I found that most were so well aware of your audios they had just about every CD you've ever pressed. I wondered where they were going, that explains it. <laughs> it made me wonder, is there a chance in the future of some of your crew heading down to Australia and or New Zealand for big finish panels at conventions? Well, if someone pays for us to go, <laughs> yes. yes. That's the big thing, isn't yes. it? Un- unfortunately, we're not exactly flush with the money to just trope off to Australia no, whenever we like. No, that's true. <laughs> and I think I'll have to go premium economy. <laughs> I can't go all that way. I'm too tall to sit in an economy seat all that way. And my wife and child would like to come as well. Right. That's, that's the only condition. Well, I, and I could, I could go in the cargo hold, so that'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, clearly. Is that, is that unfair? Does that sound too grand? No, I, oh, I don't think so. We'll, we'll see if the office come flooding in, inviting us all to Australian conventions for, for the price of an airfare. Never know. Yeah, I'm happen. flying to Turkey on Tuesday... And that's going to be economy. It's only three hours, though. Still. Yes, well, you know, as someone who was, was herded on and off of an easy jet plane a couple of weeks ago when I went to Venice, uh, I feel your pain. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I don't know whether it's easy jet, but it's one of those budget airlines. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> my, my girlfriend, Nat, was, was enormously amused by the fact that we turned up and I said, uh, right, so uh, if you just hand over the, uh, the, the boarding passes with the seat numbers, she went... You don't, you don't get seat numbers. This is EasyJet. I yeah. Mean, what? Well, oh, how yeah. do I know where to sit? <laughs> Luckily, you see, because we've got a kiddie, we've got so um, we can go on first. Ah, uh, see. So it, all I need to do is is steal a child. Yes, that's for the all. Purposes of getting onto that an, would solve an all your problems if you stole a child. Uh, <laughs> views expressed are not necessarily those of Big Finish, but of Paul Sprague. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> That was a joke, all right? Yes, I'm not, I'm not actually <laughs> going to steal children. It was oh, astonishing, yeah. though, just, just suddenly watching people all make a, a run for a plane to be the first people to get on it. I know, it's, it's horrific, horrendous. yes. I, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, I was but, sort of um, thinking, does it really take that much effort to print on a boarding pass that bit of information of a seat number as well? Oh, who, who knows what the theory <laughs> behind budget airlines is. Anyway, um, uh, talking of budgets... Uh, 
it's not really relevant, but uh, to budgets anyway. Just to say, you may have noticed that um, the post office, in its wisdom, has decided to put up the cost of postage by thirty percent. That's thirty percent. How much is inflation running out at the moment? Oh, nine billion percent. I have no, no you, idea. You're such an ignoramus. The whole point about our economy at the moment is that inflation is quite low. Is it? You idiot. Oh, yes. Sorry. Anyway, so 30% is a ridiculously high amount to raise uh, postage by. And to be quite frank, uh, our last, I think our last um, price rise for a Big Finish CD was 2004, 2003. So a long time ago. And Almost everything that goes into making a production and distributing a production has gone up in price. And yet we have held the price down for as long as we can. But this final kick in the teeth from the post office, putting up postage for, you know, 30% on a second class uh, stamp, we just can't contain that anymore. And so we will unfortunately be introducing... Uh, a postage charge on a, a minimal token postage charge on our CDs. Details of that will be coming up later on the website. I'm so, so sorry to have to do this, but we just, there have been so many other increases in prices of everything that we haven't passed on to you that we've absorbed somehow by making economies on production and saving money here and there. But it's just come to the point with this 30% hike. Um, you know, punitive price rise. We, you know, obviously the post office had their own business reasons for doing that. We, we've, we're going to have to charge a separate, not for postage and packing, just a postage charge on top. It will not be enormous, but it will just help us because it's become so expensive to do this. And as I say, we haven't put the price up since 2004, at least. Okay, sorry does, about does, having to say stuff like that. I know it's so tiresome and no one wants to hear it, least of all me, I would say. Um, how can I cheer us up? Does that mean I've got to pay for a new chair? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Paul's chair's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. My chair, although not falling apart, has frankly seen better days. <laughs> anyway, it seems churlish to moan about our chairs, especially after Sophie Aldrich came in here and just told a barefaced lie about everything being leather. <laughs> Imagine that, leather desks. Hmm. Right, what else is coming out this month? Well, there's The Wanderer. Yes. By Richard Dinnick. Mm. If only he or David Richardson were here to talk about it. Can you tell me anything about The Wanderer? Well, I can tell it's you it's set in Chronicles. Siberia at the end of the 19th century because I've just conveniently read that off the website. Oh, oh. and someone, someone's played a move in my Scrabble game. I, I'll, I'll deal with <laughs> that later. These are the important things we need to know about. <laughs> yes, if anyone wants to challenge me to a game, so anyway, never mind. Get on with it. <laughs> this podcast has been going on for over 23 minutes. Oh, all right, OK. Um, so, yes, it's, uh, it's another William Russell outing. Um, I should actually mention at this point that um, there, there will be another additional William Russell outing sooner than we originally thought because uh, The Alchemists which was scheduled to be the first story in the seventh series of Companion Chronicles has had to be postponed to a later date so replacing it will be The Time Museum which also features William Russell The Time Museum, you Mm. see what they did there Yes, clever isn't it? Who's that by? 
the Time Museum mm. is by James Goss. Is it? Yes. The legendary James Goss. By that well, I, I mean, of course, he doesn't think, actually factually exist. I think <laughs> it's his first Doctor Who audio for us. Yes, he's written an award-winning one for Audio Go. Yep. Yeah, and he's producing with Joe Lids of the Dark Shadow Stories and writing Indeed. some of those. But yes. yes. So, shall we have a clip from The Wanderer? Yes. The nomadic lifestyle has a certain cachet to it, doesn't it? I suppose it conjures up images of wandering tribes crossing romantic desert vistas. <laughs> you can blame the Arabian Nights for that, or Hollywood. It might make you think of a spiritual journey. It's common to so many religions and cultures. Christ in the wilderness, the Buddha setting off on his journey, Australian Aborigines going walkabout, the idea of setting aside everything we understand about the concept of home to wander the land is, to me, a slightly alien one. I never thought of myself as a wanderer. I was always quite attached to home, to England, taking walks, going to the flicks or the pub, a nice pint of beer on a warm summer's day, or listening to John Arlott on Test Match Special. Normal things, the familiar, the comforting like a pair of old shoes or a favourite cardigan. Then we met the ultimate wanderer, Barbara and I. <laughs> Even asked us if we knew what it was like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension. Of course, I had no idea what he was talking about back then. We met a few wanderers while we ourselves drifted about the universe, but one encounter made me realise that Sometimes, being an outsider means that you lose perspective. That being removed from society makes you think that not only are you outside it, but above it. And there it went, wandering. What else is coming out this month? You mentioned uh, Joe and James there and Dark Shadows. I did. Are you neatly segueing into Dark Shadows? Well, I'm trying to learn from your segue skills, Paul. <laughs> I still oh. love the way occasionally people who don't know how to spell Segway just write it like the, the little thing that you can get around on. What? Segway? Yeah. What's the Have you seg seen those? Those little the little things with the two wheels that you just stand up on? You just... That's a scooter, isn't it? No, they're called a Segway. Are they called Segways, are yeah. they? Right, now, how do you... What's the difference in spelling, then? Well, they're spelled S-E-G-W-A-Y. Right. And As opposed to S-E-G-U-E, which is when you Segway yeah. from one thing to yeah. another. Yeah. I, I was over, over in Chicago for a convention a couple of uh, two, three years ago and uh, I actually saw a tour party of Segways. It was brilliant. They just I was I was out by the by the coastline, out by uh, the edge of Lake Michigan and they just all went past all in a little row. It was hilarious. There's something very sort of counterintuitive about them, isn't there? You kinda of think you that can't be possible. How can you stand <laughs> up on that? That was that was one odd. of the good really good bits in um uh, the Runaway Bride, wasn't it? When the Doctor and Donna were going along on two segways and, and Catherine Tate just <laughs> burst out laughing at the Doctor and I just thought, yeah, it was just a brilliant reaction. Like, ha <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, segwaying back to Dark Shadows. They did it better than Shadows. me just then, obviously. Yeah. Dark yeah. Shadows, we should point out, is out every single month yes. until the end of the year. At least, possibly even beyond that. I don't know. We haven't And what is this ever. release This called? latest release is called Dress Me in Dark Dreams. Mm. And, uh, it and stars it? it stars Terry Crawford, who was in the original Dark Shadows, and uh, as our special guest star, uh, it's got uh, Amber Benson from Off of Buffy. Yeah, 
in which he played What's Tara. A coup? For coup. those people who uh, played who? Tara. Tara. Sorry, I only said that because I'd spoke over you. The the ill-fated Tara from Buffy. Ah. That's a massive spoiler for those people who haven't seen it. But frankly, they've had long enough. She was also in that Doctor Who episode about androids, wasn't she? Ah, uh-huh. never mind. <clears throat> <laughs> Should we have a clip from Dark Shadows? Yes. Collingwood, in the winter of 1874, a young woman stares out at the ocean. All the men of this sad house have gone out into the world to find fortune, fame, and adventure. But one unhappy girl stays at home. She has just turned 21, once a happy occasion, when a Collins woman would have had a ball in her honor. But on this night, Judith Collins is alone with nothing to look forward to but the drudgeries of a dutiful granddaughter. Dress me in dark dreams there. Yes. The latest Dark Shadows release. Also, of course, May, Dark Shadows, the film is out. Oh, yeah. Go and watch the trailer now. Looks quite, um, well... It's it a looks, bit controversial, it looks, isn't it, It looks with quite dark like shadows. a Tim Burton film, is yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> isn't it controversial with Dark Shadows aficionados? Possibly. Yeah. It perhaps amps up slightly more of the comedic aspects of the show than maybe it should but you know it's only a trailer who knows that's only like two minutes of it edited together yeah so i guess i guess it'll be a matter of what happens when it actually comes out yeah i'm sure it's fantastic also coming out this month sherlock holmes the adventure of the perfidious mariner <laughs> which is uh, sorry that that was just the adventure of the ghost wasn't yeah it? the adventure <laughs> of the ghostly paul sprague um, which is uh, uh, a new Sherlock Holmes adventure written by Jonathan Barnes, the fantastic writer, writer of the Somnambulist, who, which, which some of you... I can't speak. It's no good. I've had done too much Daleking this week. Uh, some of you may have read that brilliant novel. Um, and it is... Set at sea by the sound of that. It's not. <laughs> no, but it is about the aftermath of the sinking of the Titanic. And uh, uh, Well, let's have a clip. Did you recognise her? No. No, of course not. You'd never seen her before? How could I have done? I was merely curious. Pray continue with your story. The lady brought death, Mr Holmes, not to me but to another. A dear girl, the only person to whom I have become at all close since the tragedy. And who is she? Who is this dear girl of whom you speak? She was only a chambermaid, Mr. Holmes, but I felt some kinship with her. It was she who woke me after the spectre had vanished. She who calmed and soothed me. I dressed and left her to her work, but when I returned, I found her lying upon the floor of my room, pale, limp, stretched out like a fish upon the counter. Her face was... Horribly contorted, seaweed was wrapped about her feet, and her head lay cradled in a pool of salt water. I could see that she was dead. She was just a servant, yet did I weep for her. Naturally, you informed the police at once of this poor girl's demise. Dr. Watson, how could I? Ismay, I, the most hated man in the Empire, no one would have believed my story. They would have thought that it was I, driven mad by grief, who had taken the girl's life. There you are. I hope that wets your appetite. Oh, uh, wets, because it's a I'm not making tasteless jokes about the Titanic, thank you very much. Um, And uh, just to remind you, if you haven't already heard, that we will be doing a third series of Sherlock Holmes audios. There'll be a box set of four uh, original dramas, 
and uh, that's new stories, not Conan Doyle stories, plus uh, a collection of uh, dramatic readings of Arthur Conan Doyle short stories. So that is, yes, I, quite exciting for me, being Sherlock Holmes for Big Finish. I have the best time, and I'm really look, looking forward to receiving the storylines and scripts for the new series. Exciting times ahead. Not, no scheduled release date yet, but don't you worry. You'll be the first to know. But of course, you know, another opportunity for you to wear your I'm Better Than Benedict Cumberbatch t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> to explain, <laughs> there was someone who wrote a very nice review who, uh, they were actually, were they reviewing the TV series or something? And they said, but he's, I still think Nick Briggs is better or something. Yes, I which believe is, so. you know, It's one of those uh, very nice reviews where you don't want people to say it too loudly because <laughs> you don't want to get into <laughs> trouble. But it was very flattering and very nice. So thank you very much. Um, another email? Yes, okay. Don't um, forget there's a new competition coming up soon. Uh, John Brannigan says to Mr. David Richardson and his acolytes. <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> just a mail to say, <laughs> I think this may actually be David under a pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, it's sounding like it already. Just a mail to say how much I enjoyed the Liberator Chronicles and I'll be buying every Blake 7 box that you produce. Brilliant. Listening to previous podcasts, I'm guessing you guys wouldn't consider a monthly range like the Doctor Who of these enhanced audiobooks. Quarterly? Maybe you could have just a download subscription only to save costs and logistics producing the CDs? Isn't there a download subscription? Yes, but I think he means um, just to just have a, a download monthly one so that we're not having to make the CDs. Oh, I get, I so get there could be more releases, but only for download. Well, there, there are plans afoot for Blake 7, but perhaps it's too early to say. As you can hear, I'm racking my brains to help get as much Blake 7 in my ears as possible, he says. Blake I would seven, certainly Blake subscribe seven, immediately seven. to any regular Blake 7 range you did, possibly not an hourly range. <laughs> Paul Darry's voice is ageless. Why not use it for the subscribers? Get more at tagline occasionally. We That's should a good do idea, that. We it? should do Let's that. Let's get everyone to do that. Can we get yeah. Tom Baker to do it as well? Yes. Ah. No, not you oh, doing no, Tom no, Baker. No, Actually, Tom Baker. I can't, I can't help myself. We'll get John Culture in. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, anything else uh, this month? Um, no, that's We've it for releases. It. Well, thank goodness for that. We don't want to overload people. Now, here is a new competition for April. Yes, competition, competition, competition. Uh, the prize will be, just to let you know, all the April releases... Ooh. What we have just spoken about Brilliant. during this year podcast. Now the question is, what is the question? That's the question. <laughs> Which two Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes stories? Oh, here's a, a vitally important and urgent message. I've had a text message from a sound man from Doctor Who. Wow! Is it saying how utterly brilliant you were, <laughs> and how you'll be welcome to come back any time? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, uh, the question is, yes, which two Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes stories is The Adventure of the Perfidious Mariner set between? Eh? Yeah, How nice. are you going to find that out? Maybe the answer's in Vortex. <gasps> eh? Yes, Vortex, our free magazine, which is a hard copy of it. A printed copy is posted out to anyone who orders a CD from Big Finish. So you might end up with about five copies. We recommend you leave them in dentists' waiting rooms and yep. bars and things. Yep. Um, or as I like to call it, Vortex! 
Vortex. That was always my favorite. Yeah, maybe we should go back to that. Yeah. Vortex. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, and um, it's free, free, free. I keep saying that. And it's also downloadable from our website. Um, the latest one, issue 38, uh, the, the reader thing on the website where you click on it isn't working. Well, it's not moment. working at the moment. At Hopefully the moment. it'll be working when this podcast well, goes up. Let's not theory. hold our breath. <laughs> breath. Um, uh, so, uh, but, but you can download it as a, a PDF, which is possibly better anyway. No one's particularly in love with that reader. Um, reading software, whatever it is. So send your answers by email only. No pigeons, no hand deliveries to podcast at bigfinish.com. And the closing date is Monday, the 30th of April, 2000. And 25 no uh, 2012 <laughs> so there you have it i would just like to say by the way huge thanks to paul wilson our current web editor uh, richard dinnick our new web producer and ed yarnold the genius who's working all hours to make the new site happen just want to say a huge thank you to them for all the work they're doing on the website transition have we mentioned before that when the transition takes place i learned that the internet is not a um it's not a thing that runs at a constant speed throughout the world and there are areas where it goes a bit slower. So it, for some people, they may still be seeing the old website for a few days afterwards before all the changes wash through all, all the, the regions of the internet. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds it very weird. odd. But it will, you know, your orders, will, the, the two sites will be running in tandem for quite a few days to, to cover any problems like that. So if other people are going, wow, I've got the new website and you haven't, don't think that something appalling's happened. It's, it's just what happens in the will, weird will, <laughs> the weird world <laughs> where people can't speak properly in podcasts of the interweb. Anything else, Paul? Um, well. Now, here we go. Number one, because yes. we're giving away the month's releases, do you want to give away some runner-up prizes as well? <sighs> well, I don't you can know. say no. <laughs> no. Well, we could have uh, we could have um, well the month's releases to the the first winner, first prize winner, and then four other runners-up who can choose a free CD of their choice. In in which case do feel free to uh, send in your emails with your address and your choice of free CD should you be runner up because that will save us all some time. Beautifully put, Paul. Yeah, yeah it's almost like we've done this before, but only almost. <laughs> <laughs> And Thank secondly, you, you should probably say something about the, the other podcasts for this month, because you'll be on holiday. That's true. I will just say that I will be annoying my wife and son while I'm on holiday, because I won't be actually on holiday. I'll be sitting there with a computer writing scripts. So don't think for one minute that I'm having any proper time off, all right? I may be in Turkey, but I'm taking my laptop. <laughs> I've got too much to do. I, every day I get about five emails from David Richardson saying, well, why haven't you done this? And why haven't you done that? That's now officially his email irritating voice. And he's perfectly right. Um, On the other hand, I'll be having a whale of a time because there'll be no one here. <laughs> but you're so hardworking and self-motivated. Yeah. So I would uh, trash the office if it didn't look like someone had got there before me. <laughs> hey, yes, it is like a teenager's bedroom in here. Um, anyway, so the next next week's podcast will be a special preview of Energy of the Daleks um, with all sorts of interviews and things just to spur you on in case you haven't bought it and also you know just of interest to you if you have already got it 
Um, it will be stuff that is additional to the CD extras, although there might be a tiny sentence here or there, crossover. But anyway. Um, and then the following um, week. Oh, what is it going to be? I've no idea. I don't know what you've organised. I think it was Countermeasures. Ooh. It's going to be a Countermeasures preview, that fantastic series based on the uh, team of people fighting strangeness and alien things uh, from Remembrance of the Daleks. Do you remember them? Yes. With Chunky Gilmore. Oh, yes. I'm doing the music for the first episode at the moment. Uh, that's another thing I've got to get on with. I can't, I can't do that while I'm in Turkey. can't take a glockenspiel with me. <laughs> Is that why I know almost all of episode one? That's right. You know the first half of episode one, because that's what you've been hearing over and over again. Anyway, I did finish this podcast about five minutes ago. So Brilliant. shall I really finish it now? Yes. Thanks for listening. And a happy Easter. Oh, yeah. Happy Easter. I hope everyone has lots of chocolate. I know I will. <laughs> oh, I just noticed that Benedict Briggs is credited as the Forster boy in the cast list. Yes, I did that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Now, Major, initiating transport. We have them. The whole thing's gonna blow! Get us out of here! Now! Alright. We were coming back from Liskar, a world on the edge of Ori territory. Chevron's locked! Stand clear! We have intelligence sources on the planet, people keeping an eye out for roaming priors, that sort of thing. But nothing happened there. Nothing at all. Oh. Home again. Well, that was fun. No, wait. Not fun. The other thing. Boring. Yes, that's the word I was grasping for. Daniel, I'm talking. Oh, right. Sorry, for a moment there, I, um... Never mind, what? That mission. It was tedious. I, I can't believe you said that. What, you were actually hoping to have been shot at? No. Well, maybe something a little bit exciting. But with Sam off doing her thing at Area 51 and Mitchell and Muscles on an undercover mission with the Sodan, it's like we're getting all the dull jobs. I fail to see the problem. Or maybe I'm just not interesting company. Perish the thought. But I don't think discussing the finer points of the Book of Origin is very thrilling. Unlike you do. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Personally, I think the Ori would get a lot more converts if they ditched the whole robes and pasty face look. I mean, they really don't seem healthy, do they? I don't think personal grooming is at the top of their to-do list. And that's where you came in.